Hey Inspire, what an absolute privilege to be able to bring the message today. You know, I really believe that the message that God's put on my heart is a message for this moment. So I want to pray. I really want to honor this moment right now. So join with me. God, I want to thank you that you are infinitely good, loving, and faithful. And God, I want to thank you for this moment that we're sharing right now. God, a moment where we can pause, reflect, take a moment to listen to you, where you can inspire us, where you can spur us on. God, where people can be set free to be all that you've called them to be. And Lord, I pray that you just bless this time together in Jesus' name. And everyone says, Amen. In fact, maybe you need to comment that right now. Amen. You know, the message that I feel that God has placed on my heart, I really believe is a message for now. And I almost see it a bit like a halftime chat. You know what I'm talking about. Kim, myself, the kids, we've probably watched a few more movies than normal in lockdown. And in any sports movie, it's got this classic scene. So picture it. You've got the game. The halftime whistle blows. Maybe it's the third quarter if it's basketball. The team head off the court. The coach rallies them together and then he spurs them on with a chat. He spurs them on to lift the level like never before. And I believe that this morning God would want us, God the head coach, to spur us on, to spur us forward. Because you know what? We've hit level three and I know hearing that is going to spark joy for some of you. It feels like we're moving forward out of level four into level three. I know for some of you that means you can finally start working again. Big celebration there. Work is good for the soul. Also, I'm sure many of you are shouting amen right now because you can do takeaways. Yep, guilty as charged. We've already gone and got takeaways. It had to be happy meals for the kids. Kim and I probably would have preferred chicken chong or something like that. But, you know, many of you have already gone out and got takeaways. But the reality is that the novelty of KFC, disclaimer, KFC is not sponsoring this message in any shape or form. The novelty of KFC is going to wane. And the reason for that is because we haven't quite got to the level where we are really connecting again or gathering again. Or, you know, there's a strange feeling uh, when we're, at, we're not able to gather or invite people over or go to concerts or go to restaurants or go shopping like normal or do the things even within our new normal. And as a pastor, I'm talking to people every day and there's this common theme of just feeling a bit strange and maybe not being able to put your finger on it. And um, I want to let you know this morning, if you're feeling a bit strange, Maybe you're feeling like right now you're just going with the flow and just existing. I know what you guys are talking about. Even Kim and I have talked about this. Just going with the flow, existing, doing what you need to do. Maybe there's this feeling of you need to change something. I want to let you know you are not crazy. You are normal. In fact, a great pastor friend of mine shared with me um, this piece that was written by a social psychologist and her name is Dr. Amy Cuddy, and this is what she wrote. If you are experiencing increased sadness or anxiety, along with an urge to dramatically change something about your life, 
And we're not just talking about our youth pastors aren't shaving all his hair off, dyeing it. We're not talking about that sort of stuff. You know what I'm talking about, where it's like, I just got to go change my job, or um, I want to be this type of person, uh, not who I am right now. There's an urge to try and shift something because you're feeling stuck. This is what Dr. Amy Cuddy says, be assured you are not alone. These are some of the markers of pandemic flux syndrome. Turns out there's a term for it now in our new normal. And I think flux is a great descriptor. Um, it means to be caught in the, the flow. And you know, many people feel like they're caught in the flow. Um, there's challenges and trying to feel anchored in the midst of circumstances that are out of your control, especially in a level four or a level three. You can't control everything around you. And there's a strange sense that sits with you. But I want to let you know that there is hope. That is the point of the message this morning. There is hope. So if you're taking notes, I want to title this from disorientation to direction. I'm going to say that again, from disorientation to direction. You know, some of you might remember in a past lockdown, I preached about two spiritual disciplines that Paul encouraged the church in Philippi with, and they were prayer and praise. He said, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, bring it to God in prayer and thanksgiving, which is praise. You know, if God has done it before, he can do it again. He might not do it the same way. We can't put God in a box like that, but he is faithful. I know that to be true. The Bible demonstrates that time and time again. We can trust him. It's the purpose of praise. It fuels faith, and it says that he will give you the peace that passes all understanding, and Jesus will guard both your heart and your mind. These are two incredible spiritual disciplines, prayer and praise. And why is that? Because they bring focus. In the midst of flux, in the midst of feeling a bit disorientated, pray, praise God. It begins to shift your focus. And the reason why focus is so important, so important, is because there's so much going on under the surface. And I observe it to be two things. So on one side, you've got motivation, massive factor in your life. And on the other side, you've got momentum. Now, let me explain this. So motivation is the why. And the why is important because it's a driver in your life. And you'll know this to be true. If you're a businessman, you've got a motivation or a why. Maybe it's to, um, to produce something that's going to help people. Maybe it's about social good. Maybe it's about being really successful. Uh, money. Money is an incredible driver. Maybe it's because uh, you're a creative person. You've got a message you want to share or you just want to express yourself or, you know, there's the, the why of wanting to be an incredible parent. Maybe it's just wanting to be an incredible human who looks out for others. As Christians, we have an incredible why that drives us. But there's a challenge when you lose sight of that and that you can become distracted. And when you become distracted, you can forget the why. You start to ask questions, why 
Am I even doing something? And then there's a lack of motivation. On the other side, you've got momentum. So I see momentum as um, what you've got to do to execute that why. What are the steps? And in times like level four, level three, sometimes you can't take that next step. And there's a loss of momentum. And you can feel depressed from that. Or maybe you've become so distracted that you've totally lost direction. Now, don't get me wrong, distractions actually can be a good thing. In fact, our minds are hardwired to be distracted because, you know, and playing on the peripheral, we can try new things, see what works, what doesn't. It helps us to become inspired or innovative and find solutions. But when we lose direction and we get caught up and disorientated, we slow down. Again, we can become depressed or anxious. Focus is so important because it unlocks it. And the writer of Proverbs writes about this too. In fact, we're going to go to Proverbs 4 and it's a great chapter. It talks about the value of wisdom. And we're just going to pick up on the last verses here that really summarize it. And you'll see what I'm talking about. It says this in verse 25, let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. Ponder the path of your feet, then all your ways will be sure. Let's pick up on a couple of things here. So there's a great Hebrew poetic device that's used throughout scripture here, which is to, to repeat. We see here, let your eyes look directly forward. And then he writes it slightly different and your gaze be straight before you. And it's making a point. It's saying this is really important. Focus, looking forward, gazing straight ahead of you is so important in life. And it says, ponder the path of your feet. You'll know this to be true, especially if you drive a car. Um, this is instinctive. I'll never forget the first time I ever drove a car, and I'm pretty sure my dad will never forget it either because we were this close to dying. So, um, you know, thank God it was in an automatic vehicle the first time. And I grew up in a place called Patau, Patau South. And we hopped in the car and we take off. And Dad probably thought I had a lot of common sense. So there wasn't a lot of, um, I guess, tips yet. We just kind of took off and, and I'm driving well within the speed limit. And as you begin to head out of Patau, it immediately becomes open road. And there's lots of twists and turns. And so I pass the sign that says 100 and I put my foot down. And within seconds, my dad screams out, break, as he puts his hands on the steering wheel, as he leans over. And as we stop and I look ahead, I notice there is a very big corner ahead of us. Um, we stopped just in time. And then dad began to explain when you see a hundred, it's not a target, that's the limit. Good lesson to anyone who's learning how to drive. Maybe you've been driving for years and you need to hear that too. If you see a hundred, it's not the target, it's the limit. Also, I was making a rookie mistake when you learn to drive, which is I was looking directly in front of me, but not directly forward and ahead. You know, as we look directly forward and ahead, 
we can adjust course as we go around the challenges, around the things outside of our control and still head in the direction of our focus. When we're looking directly in front of us, we're trying to make decisions with every step of the way. You know, as it says, ponder the path of your feet and then all your ways will be sure. You know, when we look in front and ahead and we are focused, we can be sure of the journey that we're on. You know, we call that faith. Another example, so Tim Peters, for his birthday, he invited me along with some of his mates to go bouldering. And I know there's a few people in our church who do bouldering. Basically, it's rock climbing, but without the ropes. And you don't go insanely high, so they've got mattresses, so you're not gonna die, um, but it's a whole lot of fun. And when I went along, I thought, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna be smart, I'm gonna stop, I'm gonna watch what people do, rather than just throw myself into it and totally reveal to everyone this is the first time I've done something like this. So I'm watching everyone and one of the key things I observed is people, they kind of stood around and they looked at the problem ahead of them, you know, all the rock climbing holds, and they kind of observed a path. They might have even discussed the path with other people before throwing themselves into it and heading up the wall, not just, you know, grabbing the first hold and wondering what do I do next. And that's what this is talking about. And it's so relevant to life that we ponder the path of our feet ahead of us, maybe even discussing it with others. That's wisdom. So then in all your ways, you'll be sure. Focus is so important for driving the why to motivate us and to provide the steps for our momentum, the what, the next step, what are we executing? And focus requires sacrifice. You know, we can't do everything. And that's why it's so important to prayerfully understand the season that you're in and what's the important things in life. I'll never forget this illustration, and you've probably seen it before, where there's a clear jar and you've got some large rocks on one side and you've got some smaller rocks on the other. And you know, you can start to fill a jar with small rocks and then when you take the, the larger rocks, you'll find that there's only so many you can fit in because the jar's basically full. Alternatively, what you do is you pick the large rocks, things that are most important in life, that have the most value, that are in line with the focus and the direction that you're going, and you place those in first. And what you'll find is in taking the small rocks, you can pour them in and they seem to find space in and around the large rocks because, man, we can fill our lives with stuff, but it doesn't mean it's the important stuff. You know, I'd love to be able to be a pastor and, and do business and speak and film content and make music and do a creative project on the side and hang out with people and go surfing, um, skating, all those things I used to love to do, board sports, um, and exercise. Exercise is really important. Um, and oh, yeah, hanging out with the family, doing stuff with the family, hanging out with Kim, doing stuff with Kim, travel more, and sleep. I know you guys are laughing, especially the parents. We'd love to do all these things, but we've got to prayerfully consider where are we in our life and what are the main things and what can fit around that you know the mix of the important 
and the temporary fun stuff too. Focus is going to require some sacrifice on the journey. And then there's another thing we throw on the mix too called pace. That's um, how much momentum at speed. And you know what? I want to set someone free this morning. We need a culture shift. You know, often um, in our world, it, it would cause you to want to run when really you should be walking. And, and, you know, what are the expectations that you're putting on your life? You know, is it realistic? Is it set by Instagram? Is it set by some voice from the past? Is it, um, you know, uh, a bad way of thinking that is setting this, this expectation on your life? Or is it God? Because the thing about God is even set out right in the beginning is he understands that in life there's rhythms, there's work and rest, playing and pausing. Um, there are things in our control and things out of our control. There are open doors and there are closed opportunities. There are seasons. And you know what? God is not sitting there looking at you going, you know what, Jesse or Joe or whoever you are, um, you've got to get everything right and everything perfect. And every decision needs to be the right decision and you can't make any mistakes and everything needs to be a success. No. That is the reason for Jesus' mission, that we could be set free into a focus and a life and a journey and a purpose in Him that moves forward without worrying about the fact that you're probably going to make some mistakes, but it's okay. We move forward. There's forgiveness. There's grace. There's strength for the journey, which makes me think, what does Jesus think is a life that's worth living, a focus worth following, the hashtag blessed life, a life that's going to fulfill you? Well, glad you asked. It's in Matthew. Great message here. It's the Sermon on the Mount. I've been reading it over and over this week, and it's really summarized in this verse here, and it's Matthew 6.33, and it says this, But seek first his kingdom, and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Seek first. There's that focus word again. His kingdom. Man, there is motivation and a why in his kingdom as we focus on what it is to honor him. You know, our Father who art in heaven, honored is your name. Your kingdom come. That's recognizing his reign. You know, someone once said, if he isn't Lord of all, then he's not Lord at all. Wow, what a challenge that when we realize that he is king and we recognize his reign, that's going to do something to our why, our motivation and our what and our momentum. And then it says, and his righteousness. You know, that's a condition that's active in our, in our walk. You know, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. How is that focus of his kingdom shaping how his will is experienced in and through you to others? It's going to shift the steps that you're going to take. It's going to shift the focus. You know what? Jesus knew that there's a whole lot of things that can distract, you know, your body and what are you going to wear and food and, and um, you know, the things that the world chases after, success and all those other things. But it says, seek first his kingdom 
and his righteousness. And he makes a promise that all these other things, the things that you really need will be given to you as well. You know, David had a revelation of that in Psalm 23 when he says, the Lord is my shepherd. You know, God leads me. He cares for me. And I will not want. I don't need to want because the great shepherd looks after me, knows what I need on the journey. You know, remember, focus requires sacrifice. And it looks different for each and every one of us. So for Kim and I, you know, we were reflecting on the fact that this weekend, two years ago, we made a sacrifice for our journey and our focus. I had an amazing career that was really on its way and humming along as um, an agency uh, leadership role as I led strategy and media for the agency I was in. And we were doing really well. In fact, the agency is just going to new level still you know when i made the decision to leave to follow the the call of god on my life i um you know we'd just created an ad that was considered the number one tv or online ad in the world at the time in fact we were ranked the number three creative agency in new zealand we were hiring people yet because we had a focus When the time came and we felt God leading us in a journey, it meant we had to reprioritize. It meant choosing the ministry and being able to partner with uh, what God is doing in and through and inspire. And it's, it's exciting. I'm excited about being part of Inspire now and in the future and where we're heading. But it took sacrifice. I had to make a decision. Kim and I had to make a decision together. The sacrifice is going to look different for you. Maybe it's making decisions around how you run your business. Maybe it's making decisions as a family about, you know, what's really important. Maybe it's looking at what God's placed in your hands and what can you do to invest that in seeking his kingdom, seeing lives transformed around you, seeing God move in and through you. What are you building? As Jesus sums up in this message, he says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. He goes on to say, you know, when the rain comes, the wind comes, those things in life that we've got no control over, but we all experience that it's the wise man whose house still stands. What a promise that God gives you strength as you move forward, that God would uh, give you what you need as you journey towards that focus of his kingdom. You know, Paul had some similar challenges. He challenged the church in Corinth about their focus and their motivation and their momentum and what they're building. And he says this, and we find this in 1 Corinthians 3 verses 10. And it says, By the grace of God that he's given me, I laid a foundation as an expert builder and someone else is building on it. You know, it's so true. It's not just only one of us and individuals. It's all of us together. Um, uh, But each one should be careful how he builds, for no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. What What I love about Paul is he makes it so simple. To focus on the kingdom is to simply focus on Jesus to build your life on Jesus, to build something of eternal value, not just temporary value. You know, when you focus on Jesus, it shifts your why. You know, some of us 
Maybe we've lost that first love. Remember that first encounter you had with Jesus where he transformed your life. That will fuel you in your why and you're moving forward. That will fuel you in what are the steps, what are the, what's the momentum uh, to take place. And if any man builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw, his work will be shown for what it is, because the day will bring it to light. It will be revealed with fire, and the fire will test the quality of each man's work. If what he has built survives, he will receive his reward. That sounds good. And if it is burnt up, he will suffer loss. He himself will be saved, but only as one escaping through the flames. Man, what a challenge. What are we building? What are we focusing on? You know, I love that thought that salvation isn't just what we're saved from, but what we're saved to. What we see here is what we're building isn't determining whether we're going to be saved or not. That, that's not in question here. It's just, it's what remains. What will God reward us for? You know, that idea of, testing through fire is all through the scriptures testing character and works are we building things that are temporary or flashy and just look good or things with substance with eternal value that will see our families transform that will see our communities transform that build something of eternal value you know are we living out our echoes to pursue God and love others remember Loving others is loving God. Are we surrounding it in prayer, bringing focus for ourselves and others as we pray together and seek God together and ponder the path for our feet? Are we uh, doing it together or on our own? Because we are better together. And are we just so caught up in meeting like this or meeting together as we normally do and then putting God in the box as we live the rest of the week? Or uh, is our church beyond Sunday? in the way that we relate to the world and see his will experience in and through us. You know, today is a gift. Level three is a gift. Maybe you missed the opportunity in level four, but you've got it right now to pause and reflect. And even as you reflect right now, you've got an opportunity to reprioritize, even recalibrate how you're gonna head forward. And I'm not talking about changing everything. Remember, that's the urge to dramatically change your life. No, I'm talking about taking the first step. Maybe for you today, the first step is literally praying and going, God, just give me clarity. God, show me the first step. God, just fuel me again with the passion of my why. Maybe it's sitting down as a family and talking about what spiritual discipline you really want to see um, as a priority in your life. Maybe it's seeing what God has placed in your hands and how you can use that to invest in something internal, something that matters, something that influences another life. Uh, maybe, you know, I know Pastor Don's going to share soon about vision builders. Maybe it's looking at what you have financially and what you can sow into what God is doing in and through Inspire, sowing into the future, sowing into our prayer that God will change our city. Uh, maybe it's as simple as going, God, I, I, um, I want you to inspire me 
about how my business cannot just be a way to make money, but a way to bring good to my community or to help fund things in the kingdom. You know, there's so many different things and I encourage you, take this moment to reflect, refocus, let that wise fuel you with passion and drive you. Identify the next step for momentum. In fact, maybe the first step for you right now is to take a moment and go, God, I need to choose you. In fact, if that's you, make this your prayer as your first step and just go, Dear Lord Jesus, I'm sorry for trying to do life on my own and the mistakes and the sin and the temptation or the addictions and the things that are holding me down and keeping me disorientated. And God, I choose you today. And I want to thank you for the cross that made a way that I could be forgiven of my sin and that I could be set free into a journey forward, a journey of purpose in you as I follow you. And God, I pray, lead me in Jesus' name. In fact, if you wanted to make that your prayer right then, why don't you head to inspirechurchnz.com slash yes. And why don't you say yes this morning? You know, we want to celebrate with you and we've got a great little weekly plan where each day there's just another thought and another verse to help you take another step in your journey. And Inspire, let me pray for you as we close. And God, I just pray for every person listening that you would just encourage. Lord, whether they need a refueling of their why, I pray that you would do that, that you would stir up the passion. If it's a a refocusing, you would do that, Um, that you would bring clarity. If it's about momentum and what is the next step and how do I move forward, that you would do that. God, I especially pray for anyone who is feeling disorientated right now, that God, that you would intervene, that you would bring freedom and the clarity that they will be able to move forward. Maybe it's strength, wherever they are at in this season. God, whether it's courage to make the sacrifice that you're calling them to do, God, whatever they need, I thank you that you know it and we pray that you would provide it. In Jesus' name, amen. Love you guys. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We pray that you would activate something in your life and shift your life towards Jesus. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, just click follow. We love you. Have a blessed week.